welcome to the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Clayton Langozigich. I'm Derek Neighbors. And I'm Chris Young. You might remember Chris from the first three episodes. Yes. If you don't, I would recommend you go back and listen to those. I would say uh, Chris is a guest, but since he's the one who started it, um, 2009, can you imagine? It's been two, almost <laughs> six years this podcast has been going on. That's uh, true, yeah. We, we, we're sorry we've pained you for the last six years. Yeah, well, now you have the real deal back. So we've got actually a, a listener question uh, that came in. So Derek's going to go ahead and read that real quick. Yeah, it's a little bit lengthy, so you're going to have to stay with me as we kind of go through. Uh, so uh, somebody writes in, and they tell us that I've encountered a challenge, a work challenge in my office, and I would be very appreciative of your suggestions and advice. We have lots of suggestions and advice. No shortage here. <laughs> Currently at my office, we are in the middle of a big project that has many technical side projects that are related to it and are necessary for the overall project success. These technical projects use valuable time and resources, and given that they are also not visible to higher-level management, they result in upper management frustration and dissatisfaction. In your experience, what is the best way of dealing with these technical side projects? Do you have a suggestion on how to allocate appropriate resource and time to these technical projects and to be visible to high-level management without affecting our velocity? Are there any types of technical project portfolios in Scrum or XP for this kind of scenario? So my my first reaction when I heard this question was, uh, there is this totally messed up situation, but maybe this unclear of how messed up it is you know it, it sounded to me a lot like uh rearranging chairs on the titanic kind of thing you know the the fact that i think there's like this like, concept of technical side projects and those seem to be a given almost of that's just how things operate and that but then how do we kind of fudge the numbers so that one upper management doesn't uh notice and two that they keep they're happy with our vanity metrics you know, that, that seemed to be, like, the wrong question to be asking. Yeah, for me, there's, like, three... Gl- I mean, like, you know, from tons of consulting, I look for red flags. Three red flags hit me straight away. The first one is, why is a technical piece of a big project deliverable considered a side project and not a part of the right. project itself? I.e., it seems weird to me. We've got, we've got to deliver um, this boat, but the sale is a side project. Right, like there's just like it doesn't make any that 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 part doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Now, granted, we're lacking some context here, so that that's a first red flag. The second red flag to me was that we're not making all of the work that we do visible to the stakeholders. I.e., there's some element of our work that we are doing that we are not not disclosing and not making visible for whatever reason, whether it's because, you know, we want to preserve a vanity metric, whether it's because we don't want to say it's going to take longer than they think it's going to take or take more money or whatever. For some reason, we're not disclosing every every bit of work we're doing. And then the third one was we want more without having to change our velocity, which I think you kind of alluded to in the vanity metric kind of comment is, you know, I, I think that's a misunderstanding or a misappropriation for the intention of what velocity is designed to to be there for meaning 
um, you know, it, it seems like, hey, this is a sacred cow that we can't we can't change the, the velocity can't change at all um, based on what we're doing, which just, or it can only go up. It can yeah. only go up, right? So th- those are those are kind of three immediate red flags for me, and I'll let Chris kind of give us some of his feedback. Um, I, this is the first time I've heard the email, so um, I'm kind of processing it. I will. I agree. It's um, it's definitely a red flag when uh, when projects are labeled as kind of technical. Um, and it definitely, if 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 there's no way to express the value of it to management, then it becomes very difficult at that point. And I've and I've seen a lot of. This is kind of a nuanced thing. Um, uh, you know, kind of the the standard thing is is that you know these these um, technical stories are they kind of go along with real features that that you should be delivering. Um, but at the same time, I have seen um, where it is necessary to kind of pull back and take a break and, and reorganize a system before you can move on. Um, but that's always been I haven't really seen once a, once a team has gone down this road of kind of separating. Uh, technical from real, if you will. Uh, the, I haven't seen I haven't seen that recovered from. So, th- so even just the label of saying, "Hey, this is a technical story" or a technical sprint or things like that. Yeah, I haven't seen that come out. Well, well, I mean, I think that best case scenario, a technical side project is like uh, setting up the production server or something. I think that's by the best thing I could think of. I think worst case scenario, it's like. There's a technical side project because we have to build a library to integrate with this third-party API because we need to use that in our actual feature. But it's just, this is just the technical details of it. I think that's probably worse. But you know, Chris, you had mentioned something uh, in earlier conversation we had about this kind of the Scrum Master or someone in that role maybe um, acting like a mirror and mirroring things back. So I'm curious in this situation, you know, how would that go if if this particular person wanted to act like a mirror and kind of reflect? The situation back onto the team. What would that look like? So, you know, so I guess if, and this is actually something that you brought up today, and it's something that I've um, been trying to kind of like incorporate or try to figure out a little bit more how it relates to my experience. But that um, if there's, I guess maybe what you're asking is if there's this like, if there's this clear problem. That we're seeing how it should be easy to demonstrate back what the problem would be, either through um, some th- sort of visualization or something like that. And I, I, I don't have an immediate clue. Like, like I guess I'm. Well, even if the problem wasn't inc- clear, right? Yeah, my incl- inclination is to kind of like freak out and say, "Oh, I don't do tech. I, 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 I can't. We, we shouldn't do technical yeah, yeah. stories." So, so I, okay. I, one of the things I would kind of ask is, I would ask straight away, is like, "Will you?" So you really believe in Scrum, and you believe that you know every every project should kind of have a team, and every team should have a Scrum master, and they should have a product owner. So let's take every one of these technical side projects and let's turn them into an actual project, and let's get a team dedicated to them, and let's get a product owner dedicated to them, and let's get a Scrum master dedicated to them, and let's create a release plan, and let's create a backlog, right? And and one of two things is going to pop up: is mm-hmm. oh no no, this is just this like really simple thing where we just need to set up a server, in which case like okay well to me that sounds more like what i would call kind of a chore not necessarily a technical project but 
you know, there's some hours that, that might need to go to that we can't really necessarily directly tie to his story, but we've got to set up a piece of infrastructure. We've got to set up something. And, and I would usually say that should be doable within a sprint, right? And, you know, you put a few hours on it. And, and that should be reflected in your velocity and it should be, in fact, re- reflected in your plan. Now, if you start to say, like, no, 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 what this really is is we're developing that library to integrate or it is... Um, you know, hey, we have to upgrade all the versions of Java and all the things, whatever. And this is going to take us four weeks to do. This isn't, you know, we this isn't a, like two hour thing to do. This is a multi week thing. I, I would tend to argue you really either need to split it into its own product slash project and manage it accordingly, or you need to incorporate it into the actual deliverables of what you're doing. Meaning, if if to deliver this set of features, you need hardware, you need whatever. That, that just needs to be included mm-hmm. in the actual project plan and it needs to be included in the team's velocity, right? I mean, I think the minute that you start, um, you know, s- segregating these things out, you run into all sorts of problems in that you don't have a real, you're not giving your stakeholders um, two things. You're not giving them a reality of how much effort is really involved, right? And that's time, money, resources, you name it. And then the second thing you're not giving them is an idea of when things will be complete, right? Because, you know, you've kind of got this, like, hidden thing. It'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll be over to your house in in 30 minutes, Clayton, but I'm not going to tell you that I need to get gas. And if I don't stop for gas, it takes me 30 minutes to get to your house. Now, all of a sudden, I'm 45 minutes late, and you're like, hey, dude, what's up? We've been waiting to go golfing. And I'm like, oh, I had to stop and get gas and need to go to the grocery store, and I had to... And you'd probably be thinking, well, why didn't you tell me that before you called and told me you were on the way? Yeah, I I think there's this uh, desire somehow that people want to... It's not that they're trying to be, I think, tricky or or sneaky, but they they get this idea in their head that they don't want to bring bad news to the boss. And so they're going to find some way to tell the boss kind of sort of what's real, but not really what's real. And I think if you talk to the boss and you say, do you want reality or do you want a made-up story i've never talked to anyone that says oh just tell me a made-up story right they want reality i think there's a lot i mean this is going to sound harsh but i think a lot of teams really suck right and and so they have all sorts of dependencies on other teams and other things and they don't know what the hell they're doing so they drag things on forever setting up servers would be a great example i've worked on teams where it's like oh it's going to take a month to get their project to where we could put it in production right right independent of code it's like that's just an incompetency right like it's either incompetency of the organization or it's incompetency of the team if it's taking you that long to bring you know simple things to market in this day and age right but maybe that's the fear right is 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 that we we kind of understand our own incompetence, even oh, if it's it, only implied, and I don't want to bring that forward. It, it, absolutely, that that's a big a big part of it, right? So there's this kind of incompetency piece from that perspective. The other one is that we're not realistic with um, stakeholders in the sense of what it really takes to get things done, and we gold plate crap, right? So it's like, okay, you know, I could go throw this up on, you know easy to or I could do something really simple and I could get something out there and I could show progress and I could get feedback you know or I could take this as an opportunity to build my own server farm that I've been wanting to build for the last four years around here and nobody's given me permission but now this big this big project is on the plate and they're already spending millions of dollars what's a few hundred thousand more to get my little server farm going and now I've just added 15 weeks to a project which I didn't really need to just because and I see this I see 
see so much of this in larger companies where there is it's just full of agendas and full of horse trading. So to get a project done, it's like, okay, well, I'll give you the DBA for a few weeks to do that if you let me stand up a whole new instance of some new database. My internal cloud. You know, I've been wanting to play with Mongo for a while, so you let me stand up a Mongo cloud, you know, infrastructure in in four weeks, then I'll let then I'll give you Clayton for, you know, two weeks yeah. for your project, right? And so much of that happens and nobody wants to bring that to the table to a stakeholder because a stakeholder would just say like what mm-hmm. like well why is this even happening right instead it's like oh no no it, the stakeholder level it's like oh we need all this stuff and blah 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 but nobody's talking about the impact that all those decisions are making right because we want to say like oh when we're when we're talking to the vp it's like oh no chris like yeah yeah this is great and we're going to do this we need to do this for a long time we don't say like well yeah we could deliver the thing that you want without upgrading all this infrastructure right and you could get it now mm-hmm. or it could cost you more and take longer and upgrade the infrastructure. We just say, oh, we have to upgrade the infrastructure to make this happen. And when you kind of say, like, is this going to impact things? Oh, no, 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 no. We just have to do it. Right. And then we kind of shit rolls downhill. It gets to the people implementing it. And now it's like, well, well you can't change your velocity. We already told them this project's going to ship in 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you, you know, too bad, like figure it out. Yeah, I've seen that. that that's the biggest red flag to me is actually when 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 I've seen a team actually go forward with these technical projects I worked on one team that they didn't deliver a feature for a year in a big in the promise that when they're done it would be a completely scalable system Um, and so all of the features went to offshore right so all of the actual business value is going out to um, an offshore team Um, and so it but and and so what happened once 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 management or the stakeholders, I guess, decided, all right, we're going to let you do your own thing. The scope just kept growing exactly the way that you're talking about is because as as um, engineers, I think we we sort of have this picture of a, of a perfect system and our own ideas about how to do it. So like you said, it kind of oscillates between incompetence or like super advocacy. In- incompetence or overconfidence. Right. Right, and, and and but that comes from lack of visibility, right? Yes. I mean, where we, I, I do the same thing. If you right. if you just leave me completely alone and I don't have any kind of feedback with whoever I'm working with, then I'm going to go with my pet projects, with my own pet ideas, unless I'm, I've got a super amount of like self awareness. Yeah, so I think like in terms of what should you do about this, the the obvious and easy answer for me is probably visualize the work and you make yeah. it very apparent what's happening, be very transparent. I think the hard part with doing that. Um, is to be able to say I don't know how to fix this problem. You know, I'm not sure what we should do to, to solve this problem. I think that's maybe where the kind of inspect and adapt comes in. But you know, being transparent, I think is probably a good first step. Um, you know, make some big visible charts or make some information radiators and make it clear. You know, what is actually going on? Yeah, I would say if you could, at a bare minimum, if you could get those technical projects into a backlog, get the get that. You know, uh, since you're using velocity, I'm assuming you're doing some form of estimation, right? So, you know, even if it's yesterday's weather, right? If you're able to get those technical projects or technical tasks, whatever you want to call them, chores, into some form of a backlog, get some form of estimate, and then start to say, this is how this is going to impact us, right? So even if we set our velocities 40, 20, 10, whatever it is, and we're calculating out right now in the current quote-unquote big project, you know, nine months worth of work, Hey, I just went through this backlog and I just had, you know, everybody estimate all these technical side projects and it added another 200 story points to the delivery and it 10 story points a sprint we're talking another 20 sprints worth of work. Now now at least 
everything's on the table, right? So if there's people horse trading, if there's people gold plating, like if there's any of that crap happening, like somebody's going to have to come up before the chopping block and say, we need to cut 200 story points, hours, whatever it is of scope out of this thing. It might be in the technical projects. It might be in the features of the big project, but somebody has to be realistic about that, right? And I think the longer you squash that, the more pain there's going to be for everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chris. Sure. Talk to you next week. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast, where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly Podcast is brought to you by Integram Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integramtech.com or subscribe on iTunes. Need help with your Agile transition? Have a question and need to phone a friend? Try calling the Agile Hotline. It's free. Call 866-244-8656.